0: You are listening to the Power and Prose podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Prose is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to another episode of the Power and Prose podcast. How are y'all feeling? I hope y'all are feeling good. Um I want to come to y'all with a topic that low key hit me out of nowhere, but I think it's super important to unlock your authentic voice and stand in it as as great as you can, as tall as you can. And so, I will be talking about the power in Feedback. Too often, a lot of us claim that we are afraid of public speaking. We don't articulate ourselves best in front of people. We work better in smaller crowds. And honestly, I said the same thing. I didn't perform for years, even though I longed, I craved to perform my poetry in front of people. But I didn't do it because I thought I couldn't. I was like, speaking in front of people is not my thing. I would slide somebody my poetry book in a minute and let you read it. But me saying it out loud, nah, bruh. Like, I'm just not going to do that. And I had to come to terms with the fact that it's not that I'm afraid of public speaking. I'm really afraid to gain feedback after I speak. And once I figured that out, I was like, okay, you gotta shake that. If you don't shake that, you're going to be not doing anything. Like you won't all the stuff that you yearn and crave for, you won't really get to see it come to pass because you're so paralyzed with fear about what people are going to say, how you're going to be perceived, if they're going to be rocking with you, and it, it really, really, really was just crazy. And so, um, I was kind of doing some research on fear and what that means, why people have so much fear about different things. I started looking up different phobias. I'm looking up TED Talks. I'm looking up documentaries to watch. And in doing that, that's how it kind of came back to me that it's not that it's the overall fear of doing the thing. It's fear of what's going to happen after I've done the thing. But... I changed, I was on Forbes, um, things I was reading, I was on Psychology Today, like I was all over the place on the internet. And I started shifting from looking at fear as an overall concept to fear of a certain thing. And so since I was recently talking about my review at work, I was like, I wonder what's what's up with feedback, you know? And so I picked out two main characteristics of what feedback is. Like, If you get over it, if you embrace it, feedback is how we learn. It's the process of gaining information over time and it leads to just shaping better decisions for us in the future. And some forms of Feedback we already naturally anticipate. We look forward to it. So if you buy a gift for somebody on their birthday, you know it's bomb. You know it's exactly what they wanted. Then you're waiting. You're watching their face as they open it. You're excited about it, and you you can't stop. Like you're just like, wow! Please open it so you can tell me how dope this gift is. But I already knew that. Like you know what I mean. But it's that type of feedback that you're looking forward to, and you embrace it. And there's other forms that we're a bit more apprehensive to receive, like annual performance reviews at work. And so when I was going deeper into it, it was talking about how feedback is how we connect. Feedback is literally, it could be you encouraging your friend to buy that dress. It's like, girl, you look far. Like, you need to buy it right now. Or it can empower you to start your YouTube channel because people are always telling you how they love your IG stories and they want to see more of that. And that could literally encourage you to jump into this whole other thing. But most of the time, you don't do it or I don't do it because you have to be able to take feedback but not take it in. That's the sweet spot. And that allows you to build skills to make us the powerhouses that we aspire to be this whole time, you know? And so if I can get feedback on a poem, and not take it in that this is the type of poet you are because this is what I think and da 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 then that's how I'm going to be the poet I want to be because I'm able to listen to my audience and how they interpret my piece what emotions erupted for them and that's what's going to make me dober because I know how to now do that on demand. If I want you to feel X thing, now I'll know what cadence can get you there. You know, all that stuff. But the opposite of refining that skill is allowing each piece of feedback we gain to seep in and weigh us down. That weight can be harder to remove because it builds over time. It builds over time. So if we think about gaining feedback as an asset versus an attack, that's when it becomes something that we can seek out as opposed to something we take defense over. So if feedback is an attack towards you, your guard is up. You're not letting nobody in. You're not trying to listen to what nobody got to say. And it's not going to help you grow because you just automatically are trying to ward off this attack that's coming your way. But when it's an asset, if you think about assets in like financial speak you want to gain as many as you can like you know what i mean and so that's how i'm trying to shift my mind now to feedback and just like taking stock of where i'm at now and then how i can be better so i want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that what i was reading about and how y'all can apply it how i've been trying to apply it and we'll do so right after the power punch of the week I'll always be sure to use both hands when I pull food out the microwave. One time when I was younger, I was cooking. See, I was in charge. Mama was working late, dad was on the road, and I was in charge. Decided to heat up some pasta sides, Walmart's finest $1.99 cuisine. I prepared two boxes, one for me, one for my little sis. I placed it in and came back five minutes later, proud of the big sister I was, joy all over my face, beaming, too proud to pay attention to the bowl, steaming, I dropped it. I stared at the pasta on the ground and I cried, because somehow I knew I failed. My little sister rubbed my back saying, it's okay, which made me cry that much more. All I could do was stare at the floor and think it wasn't. What was mama gonna do when she saw the food in the trash? We already ain't got a lot to eat. And now she gonna think I'm really not responsible because I lost my key last week. I finally pulled myself together out of my pity party haze. But I'll always be sure to use both hands when I pull food out the microwave. Okay. Y'all, this really happened. And honestly, it is so dope. So I was literally pulling food out the microwave and this idea hit me because I seriously, off of this experience... I'm not going to say I always use both hands, I guess it's a lot more, but um, if something's super hot, I will grab a towel in a minute. I do be trying to use both hands pretty much every time, and this experience is like burned in my head. I place so much weight and pressure on me being the big sister, on me being responsible of having a great report when my mom came home about I did what she told me to do, and my sister be like, oh yeah, hanging with Des was great, blah, blah, blah. blah. And me dropping that pasta was a break in that. It was literally like, I cannot possibly achieve what I needed to achieve or what I wanted to do, the goal that I set, because it is ripple in our night. I was upset and I was hungry. Oh my gosh. Um, So I think that there's a couple of emphasis points that I'll relate to the episode today that I wanted to touch on. And so... Me emphasizing and saying twice that I was in charge, I think that when it comes to feedback, a lot of the times we want to be in charge of our progress and how it unfolds. And so I placed emphasis on that because to me, being in charge was the pasta coming out right, my sister eating it, saying it was good and telling mama. Like that was the charge that I set out and I had to achieve it in the way that I saw it in my mind. When When we allow others to give us feedback, when I finally let my mom say how she felt, maybe she felt I was responsible because I put up the clothes that was in the laundry. Like I don't even know if that was a thing, but if it was, it's probably something else that I did that would make my mom proud of me in that moment, and- she's like, good job girl. Like you did that. You was at home by yourself and you made it pop up in here. But I was so fixated on me being in charge and what it, it unfolding the way I thought it needed to that I wouldn't have been able to see that at that time. Um I also wanted to talk about somehow I knew I failed. So I put extra emphasis on new and I even didn't change the word from new after I first wrote it because there are some times when we just feel like we know something. It's like, I know what I'm doing wrong. I know I need to fix this. I know I have this messed up. And feedback is that empowerment piece that we need. There is power in feedback because it provides an outside lens that you can now stand on. It's something that you can depend on to give you a different perspective on how to go about something or how to view something. So if I'm putting all my weight in my own knowledge and me knowing that I failed, that's not really a hope-filled place for me to be in. And so, My sister telling me that it's okay. That's just an example of times when somebody's telling us like, hey, you could improve in this area, but it's all right. We'll do it together. And me crying even harder, that goes back to in the previous episode when I was talking about my performance review at work. There's times when people say, hey, you're doing this thing great. Let's amp it up in this way and we'll do it together. And you're like, what? You know what I mean? Like you just, you can't even fathom it because you're so deep down in this pity party haze, which I also mentioned in the piece. And so the thoughts, I almost stopped the poem a little bit sooner, but I wanted to be sure to include Stuff I was worried about that didn't mean anything to me, or if my mom even heard me say this, she's like, what? So thinking about what my mom's going to think when the food's in the trash, it's like, well, girl, I don't want you to eat it. You dropped it. Or thinking about, we already don't have a lot to eat. I had a huge problem when I was younger of trying to portion things and make sure my mama ate and all that stuff because we weren't boiling. And so, with us not balling and not having everything all the time, I I took on that pressure. I'm like, okay, I used to make sure if I went to my friend's house after school, I'd be like, oh, ma, we ain't gotta eat that much tonight because we have pizza rolls at Marisha's house. It's like, what, girl? You know what I mean? So. I think that me worrying about that stuff in this example is a thing that we do now present day as adults. We worry about stuff that's just like what? Like that's not even related to what's going on. If you dropped it, people drop stuff on mama's probably drop stuff in the kitchen all the time, but I don't I didn't see it as that. It was like I have failed at this grave task and I'm anticipating what the feedback is going to be once this person sees the action that I did. Um, And my mama, I don't know, some people's mom would have like told them up or whatever, but my mama wouldn't have been like that, you know? So it was just like this unreasonable expectation of this grave response that I'm going to get that really was not based in anything. So the last thing that I ended with and what what I opened with is that I always be sure to use both hands when I pull food out the microwave. That's a learning. So I didn't do it before, but even now in 2020, I'm doing that. And it's simply off something that I learned. It's something that information that I gathered over time, like, yo, stuff be hotter than you think when you pull it out and you want to be as prepared as possible to handle that. And so sometimes when I'm going into conversations and stuff, it might be hotter than I think. I want to be as prepared as possible. So I want to make sure that I'm aligned internally. If my emotions are off, if I, I might not have a deep, serious conversation with you. It's like, hold on, let me, let's set a time to do this so I can make sure I'm prepared. And so I think that this poem, one, was healing even for me to write because I think that um, my sister brings it up all the time. My mom, I told her the story, of course. So sometimes my family's just like, so dramatic, so this, so that. But I really had to take a, a layer back under that and be like, okay, well, why was that so important to me? Why was that moment defining for me as a sister. Why was it so, so, so imperative? Um, But I was placing a lot of stake in the feedback that I was going to get from my mom, what my sister thought of me versus owning my opinion. I already thought I was a great sister and my mom did too, which is why she was okay with us being at home by ourselves, you know? But instead of that, I was focusing so far deep and left on this situation at hand that I let it skew my entire value of myself as a person in my family. And so I think that with this episode, I want you to keep this poem in the back of your heads. And if there's a situation that's relatable to you in a time where you took some feedback or some actually feedback that you didn't even get, anticipated response from somebody on something and really, really, really let it affect how you view yourself, this episode is 100% for you. I've done it. I still be doing it as y'all are here, Um, but there are definitely some power moves that we can put in place to kind of undo that habit that we have. So let's get into it. All right, so when I was doing my research about feedback, I came up with two different definitions for feedback. The first is feedback is information about reactions to a product or a person's performance of a task, which is used as a basis for improvement. Used as a basis for improvement. The second is a reaction or response to a particular process or activity. So it's kept rereading these definitions over and over and over, trying to figure out what was different about them. The first is used, and the second doesn't say anything. The first is a basis for improvement. The second is simply a reaction. And both don't necessarily state that they start from a bad place. Most of the time when we hear feedback, it means that in our heads that we're at ground zero of something and we need, to, we need to reach ground 50 and it's about 50, 11 things in between us and the levels that we want to get to. When we, In reality, number one, it can be used as a basis for improvement. Number two, it's simply a reaction. So we have to reframe our thoughts to view feedback as a response. When we gain feedback, it's a response to something. And we can either use it or simply just a response. And what we have to do is when we gain feedback, evaluate the response that we received. That's how you know if you can use it or if you shouldn't. For example, child, I got my first four-star review on Apple Podcasts and I literally i read it i get an email every time i get a new review so i look at the review and i was like what mind you the review title is love the poems and that's one thing that I just said at the top of the episode, used to plague me. It was like, are people going to mess with my poems? So this review literally says, love the poems. After that, it goes into a specific episode, poem that they like. That specific tailored feedback that I just got. Then it was talking about how the advice is like practical or whatever. And that was it. It was like two sentences and it was some specifics in there that I could go back to, listen to, since so she called out an episode or whatever. And kept it pushing Instead of me taking it as that and use it as a base of improvement, or I could have evaluated it as just simply a reaction and not changed anything, I let it seep in. Oh my gosh. I was like, I'm not going to say offended, but I was just like, wow, all my reviews have been fives and I got this four. What am I doing wrong? I need to change something. I'm going to ask somebody else what they think. Like I was like going down this whole thing, any negative responses, I was thinking stuff I think I should change about the show. I was like, okay, I'm going to revamp everything. I, I literally went so far with this and fours are not bad they're not. And they're not fives, but again, it's a basis of improvement. And I was so upset because I didn't know what was the problem of why I didn't get a five when she gave me some specifics in her four that are more specific than some of the fives that I've got. And that was the base. That's the thing that I can go off of to Create more fives in the future because now I have specific feedback from somebody who tunes into the show that I can use to get more people to tune into the show. And also, I wasn't framing it as a good thing, you know. So it's like I didn't know this person, which was dope. It's like people are listening to this podcast that don't know me, so I didn't even think about that in the beginning. It was just like, okay, I got this thing. I don't know what to do with it. I feel weird. I don't like this feeling. What am I gonna do when? Really, it was okay. Now you're reaching people further than you were reaching before. You have specific room basis of improvement that you can build off of. And this person cared enough, they reacted enough to your show that they took time out of their day to leave a review. She didn't have to do that. And like I said, when I get something, whether it's jacked up or not, I don't leave reviews. And so I just thought. About how I had to reframe that. I, I got a response, but then I had to evaluate the response. And another time when I had to do that, as I was talking to a friend, she was telling me that she loves podcasts that have multiple people in it. I started letting that seep in. I was starting to second guess if I should have had a co-host, even though I knew exactly when I was writing down the plan for Power and Pros that this was a destiny show. But then I started second guessing and maybe I should have had somebody else and all of this stuff when that was to me in the number two category of the definition of feedback. That's a reaction or response to a particular process. There are some people that their process for their show is having a, two different co-hosts or multiple calls. And her reaction to that was that she likes it actually had nothing to do with power and pros, but because I heard that I started taking it in. And I was going to let that send me off. I might not be recording the episode right now if I went too far down that funnel. So feedback is good because it also can reframe your processing. You know what I mean? So there's plenty, plenty, plenty of benefits to embracing feedback. It provides clarity. You can hone in on something that's specific and it allows your actions to be direct And have a direct impact on the people that you're doing the actions with. So, when Homegirl says she likes my poems, I might kick out more poem content. And if I do that, that's a direct impact that I can have because it's something that people have said that they like. You know what I mean? But if I close myself off to getting feedback at all, one day I might be stumped and I know what to do. And if I'm just flowing off me, my own brain, my own thought process, I might not level up. You know what I mean? Because I'm only relying on me. But by pulling other people in, and it provides clarity of what the next step perhaps should be. Um, it also... Removes limits. If you walk around on a perfect cloud, you're not able to rise any higher than the level you own right then and there. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to level up in every aspect of my life. Literally with this show, with my poetry, as a friend, as a daughter, at work, as a leader, period. I want to be bigger. I want to be better on my voice to reach more places. I want to empower more people. It's like, I can't do that if I'm cool with being where I'm at right now. You know what I mean? Because it's like, what's the basis of improvement? Well, if I'm not saying I need to improve, then this is it. This is the base. And that's what it's going to feel like after a while. You're just on ground zero. And so embracing feedback is good because it takes the limits off. And it's like, okay, it ain't no, it's no bounds that you'll be at. You can literally just rise and rise and rise. Embracing feedback also allows you to provide it to other people. If you're in a car with somebody and they on the ox and they're not doing too good, you're going to be sure that they had that feedback because you're not, you know what I mean? It's like you're not the designated DJ no more because you don't know what you're doing. And when you're doing that, it's not personal to the other person. But you're comfortable enough with your voice and your musical taste to suggest the area of improvement. You could suggest an artist, you could suggest a new DJ, which is also your opinion, being able to say, okay, friend A DJ is better than friend B. Like that's an opinion that you have that people um, could give you feedback on your feedback, being like, oh, I don't think so. I don't like that one song. Like, you know what I mean? But that's why we need to be in all areas of our lives the way that we can tell somebody if they can be on the ox or not in a car that's how you want to be when you're about to launch your youtube video that's how you want to be if your boss says they want to talk to you in a one-on-one like you want to be able to provide feedback to other people as well and that will make it easier for you to use your voice and you won't feel as stumped because you're comfortable with feedback yourself. So it makes you it makes it easier for you to get it from other people because you're used to being in those scenarios and situations. So I want to provide some power moves to overcome the feedback freeze. It is for sure a freeze. It will stump you up, it'll get you every time, unless you put certain things in place to help you like shake that. So number one, make peace with your opinion. Your opinion matters. Point blank and period. Most of the times we're leaving the value of our authentic voice in the hands of other people. And that's why we feel a loss of control over the impact our words have. We're wondering if we can really touch people, if they're connecting, if they're feeling what we're saying, but it's because we haven't formed an opinion. I I'm not going to let a four-star, a one-star review stop me from recording this show because I have an opinion about the impact that I have. I have an opinion about which episode is my favorite, which poem is my favorite, how I felt like people were connecting with me. And that's before I even upload it. So before I get any analytics, before I get any text messages from anybody, any DMs, anything, I have made peace with my opinion. And when you have a base in your head, it makes it easier to receive feedback. If you're receiving feedback and you haven't even begun to unravel your thoughts about a certain thing, that's just this open season for confusion. So you want to alleviate any, any chance of anxiety about the unknown by knowing what you think and value it, actually value your opinion. If your opinion of you is not the best, then that's feedback. The feedback that you get from you, you want to kind of tailor that too. Like see, is it something that's a use of a base of improvement? Or is that thought actually just like a thought that I should just put to the back? That was a quick little reaction, but we ain't gonna hold on to it. We're not gonna take that negative thought in. We have to do better at falling in love with the potential within us. That's how you can make peace with your opinion. It's just even by being in love with the fact that you have the option to have an opinion about something that you create. The wonder that you can create should light your eyes up. There are so many times when I hear about other people who have ideas, things they want to do. And I've seen stuff in just notes in people's phone. But if they read it, I'm like, girl, you need to do that tonight. Like, that's hot, that's fly, that fits you. I could totally see it. I would like, comment, and subscribe, all of that. But when it comes to me, I'm like, uh. I mean, I could do this. i probably have to change this part. And I could do that part, but then I don't know how I'm going to do that. It's like, I'm looking for ways to cut down the idea instead of fostering ways for it to grow. And what's unfortunate about that is that most of the times when I do it, it's not because I don't believe in the initial idea. It's because I'm already trying to avoid any feedback I think I'm going to get. Unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It really, really, really cuts down the potential of the heights that something could go that you create. Just even being able to say that you did it. It's been taking me actually a couple episodes to just get over the mere fact that I have a podcast. You know what I mean? Not even thinking about how I can make it better or ways when i messed up. Like I think about that th- those things. But most of the time, I was just like, I should got a podcast. Like you know what I'm saying? And that was dope to me. Because it's like I knew what I had to overcome to even get to that place. I had made peace of my opinion unmade peace with it made peace with it again and every two weeks i have to make peace with it each time before i put it out and that is what power and pros is to me it's like nah i know that there's power in what i have to say off rip off bat, and once you can do that it's easier to take in the fours the fives the threes the twos the ones any any text any dm any double tap any non-double taps it's all feedback but I know what the base is in my head and I can kind of tailor the feedback that I get from other people off of that. So after you've made peace with your decision, what you want to do, how you're feeling, you do the thing. Please, 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 y'all do the thing. Do not stay in the feedback freeze and don't even move at all. You want to make sure that you are progressing You know what I mean? Take the time, evaluate, put out your creative projects to the best of their ability. Everybody wants to launch beautifully and all that good stuff. But make sure that you actually do the thing. So um, one thing, actually side note, that I had to do with feedback is I had to have a conversation with one of my friends recently about some stuff that she was doing that I didn't like. And I had made peace with my opinion because I knew that I didn't like it, (laughs) what she was doing. But I wasn't going to say nothing. I actually didn't say nothing for a couple weeks, and it was bothering me. Like, I was annoyed, okay? And I think that I made peace with my thought because I knew that I liked my opinion, it wasn't gonna change. I felt like I was right. I just sat with that. I'm like, well I'm right, this is annoying. I can't believe this is happening. Yada 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 when it's like okay, well this is feedback you would be giving to somebody else. Like this is a base of improvement for y'all's friendship. And if you don't give it out, they might end up having feedback from me, girl, because now I'm moving different. I'm I'm acting um in a different way. So I needed to get that out. And I was just, I was frozen. I was stuck at that point of not believing in the potential of what our friendship could be on the other side of it by having that transparency moment, by me being authentic about how I feel and even trusting myself to say what I needed to say in a way that she would receive it. That was a huge thing for me is that I didn't want to come off as agitated as I felt. And so I kept playing the conversation over and over in my head, frozen, not doing nothing. And I needed to let it go. I need to let let it go. Let it go. Like, I needed to let it out. And I didn't want to do that. And so I finally, finally talked to enough people, finally prayed enough about it. It was like, there's nothing else to do but to do it. And once I did that, it was just so much better. It was well-received. Our convo was great. I feel like we're on the same page. You know what I'm saying? But it was the same thing with that four-star review. It was like, I have to figure out... If this is a base for improvement, if it's just a reaction, like if it's just a one-time me upset about something, then it's like, all right, let me just put that to the side. But it was actually a base of improvement for us to go to a new place, so it needed to be said. So again, making peace with your opinion is one thing, but then we need to actually do the thing. So after you do the thing, um, if you're getting feedback, ask clarifying questions. That could increase your level of understanding of what's truly being said and cut through the feelings. When you get feedback, feedback freezes often occur because we overestimate the stakes of something because of feelings. You want to cut through the feelings and get the root of what's truly being communicated. Most of the time we take stuff as a threat to our image Day still in our last chance to do something. It's like, you know, I've been waiting to release this podcast and now you got feedback. It's like, no, you want to ask clarifying questions because if it's really going to be a base of improvement, see what's truly needing to be improved versus again, putting your guard up, putting your defense up and taking it as an attack. Do not let the feedback freeze, get you caught up. Take in, if somebody's taking the time to tell you what they think about something and you value it. Go ham, take it, soak up as much of that moment as you can because that's what's going to take you to the next level. And even that conversation, being able to navigate that difficult conversation, is also going to level up your authentic voice. There's going to be emotions that you feel and stuff like that, and you'll be able to communicate that, but you also will be able to hear what the other person is saying. And I think that there's power. I believe that there's truly power in what other people have to say. And surprisingly, when people say stuff lately that I don't agree with or have a viewpoint about something that I don't necessarily think is right, I have not been going ham on them. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's because I know the power that I have and I'm able to ask clarifying questions like, what you mean by that, blah, blah, And the same thing for me. So that way, it's easier for me to communicate. Last thing I'll say is to be prepared, y'all. Practice giving feedback to people. I'm finna start writing Amazon reviews, um, and stuff like that because it really, really, really makes it better. Like if you think about times you told somebody that you liked something they did, or you liked their outfit or whatever, and they respond back being like, "Oh, really? I wasn't really feeling my outfit today, but thanks, girl." I hate when people do that. It's like so annoying. And it's like I just gave you a positive reaction. I don't understand why your reaction and my reaction wasn't good. But most of the time, people are doing that because they haven't had the time to make peace with their opinion. They thought their outfit was not good. So if they made peace with that, they could have changed. Or maybe they thought it was good, but they weren't expecting you to think it was good. But because they haven't made peace with their opinion, they're now just ready to be on the defense the whole day. So that's what you see. So... The more that we can embrace feedback, be prepared for it to come, because it's going to come. We cannot outskill feedback. At some point, no matter what level of experience, status, amount of time in the game, you're going to get feedback on something that you do. What's great is that you can literally use it to get to the place that you want to go. Don't think that you don't have to be scared or nervous about it. That's just proof that you care. Like The fact that I want all my reviews to be good, it's like, I care about this thing. It's not just a hobby to me. I ain't making no money off of it, and I still am like, okay, how can I make this better? You know what I mean? That's just a, a check of human. It's like, human, check. You know what I mean? You're going to feel stuff, but you want to use it to help you grow. You cannot outskill Feedback. You want to understand the level that you're at, but it, it's going to help you grow. So um, the feedback freeze can plague you or you can embrace feedback and really, really, really take it in and use it. Feedback can be a weapon for you um, to practice being able to use your voice. I think a lot of us in relationships that we have, like I was doing with my friend, with creative things like this podcast, there are so many times where we have an opinion. We have things we want to say. We are powerhouses deep inside, but we stop us from saying what we want to say. We stop us from professing the power that we possess. We stop us from standing authentically in our truth. And that's when those feelings of like, wow, don't nobody like me the way I am? Wow, this job don't accept me for being me. Wow, all my friends are fake. Like all that stuff be seeming like it's coming externally, but it might be coming from you, sis. Like, you know what I mean? So you want to find literally this week opportunities to practice giving feedback because that is a space where you'll have to think cognitively about what you're saying. And you actually have to do the thing. you have to say it. And I really, really, my hope with this show is that we'll be able to take the muzzle off. Take it off. Like, I want everybody to be able to stand in who they are as powerfully as they are, as authentically as they can, and be like, I did that. You know what I mean? Like, say what they want to say, feel how they feel, and make peace with it. That's okay. So, that's all the tips I got for y'all. Obviously, child, I'm still figuring it out myself, but that is so important for us to really grasp embracing feedback and all the benefits that it has for us. So the power tool for this week is to ask for feedback. Seek it out. Make peace with it. That being said, I'm asking y'all for feedback. If you're listening to this episode right now, Thank you for rocking with me. I love y'all. Give me feedback. Like, literally leave it in Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Leave a star rating. You don't have to leave a review. You can DM me on Instagram at Power and Pros Podcast. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Zest of Deaths, or you can email me at powerandpros at gmail.com. Give me feedback. What do you like? What's an area of improvement for me? Let me know. I am not letting the feedback freeze get to me no more because it can truly, truly, truly take me to the next place. And I'm trying to be like Sierra and level up, okay? So, um, Ask for feedback, y'all. It's really, really, really going to make you effective at the task that you set out to do. One thing that I pride myself on is being transparent and being authentic. Every time that I hear that from other people, it truly, truly, truly makes my heart warm. But I need to grant myself permission to not be restricted by what others think, but to be empowered by it. So I'm choosing to be empowered by getting feedback by literally letting it take me to the next step. And I'm asking y'all to do the same thing. So hit me on social, hit me on Gmail and tell me what you think. Don't forget that there is power in prose and to profess your power. Have a great week. Stay safe. Love y'all. Bye.